Hey guys, how are you? How is everybody? Thank you for being here. Uh, it's been a minute. As always, back to old traditions. Let me know how the audio sounds, if it sounds good, if the picture looks good. Um, wow. I've really missed doing lives and talking to you guys and, and meeting up with you because like I always say, you know, the, the journey can get lonely. The rabbit hole can get lonely. Uh, I'm going to upload this as a podcast after we're, we're done with the live. So for those of you listening to this as a podcast, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being here. Make sure to go to uh, the Undead Goucher on YouTube if you want to see this stream and you want to check out the rest of my content. Um, let me see who's in the live chat because that's really what this is about is checking out the live chat. Now, I want you guys to know uh, before I took a little hiatus here, the super chat was working. So don't feel like ever you need to pay or anything for me to, to read your messages. Um, the super chat is just there. Like it's just there. So uh, just know that the most important thing about this is interacting with you guys, talking to you guys, seeing what you're thinking, where you're at in your search for the truth, how you're feeling and uh, really just reaching out to the community and continuing this conversation. So I already see some awesome faces uh, in the live chat. I see Mike, I see uh, UFO historian. Um, I see UFO man. What's up, Scott? Hey, man. I'm so happy to see you guys here. Thank you for joining me again. Uh, so, yeah, like I said, it's been a minute. I am feeling a little bit rusty in front of the camera. Uh, hair has grown long. The beard's gotten long. And the search never stops. The rabbit hole never ends. It's a continuous thing. And, uh, I took a little break right when the UAP report came out. I think that was the last live we did. We sort of read it together. I had my hopes not very high because I've been looking into this topic for a very long time, even though sometimes I forget that. I forget how many times I've stopped, how many times I've come back. Um, hey, John, what's up, man? Hey, Julie. Uh, happy to see you guys here. Thank you for being here. Gary all the way from Windsor, Canada. <laughs> so I was saying the, the search for the truth never stops. We are definitely in a, a new paradigm, I think. You know, the Galileo project, Lou went to, you know, what he was doing in San Marino where he met up with Max. Uh, if you're not following Max, make sure to go uh, check him out. And really the conversation continues and disclosure is still happening in its own way. People still have this idea that disclosure is going to be, you know, the government comes out and tells you the truth and that's it. And now everyone's awake and everyone kind of knows what's going on. And I don't believe that. I mean, from what I've seen so far, disclosure can be tricky. Disclosure is a process. And we're not going to see it coming. It's not going to happen the way we think it's going to happen. I think it's going to happen literally how it's happening. With a lot of turmoil inside the community, as always, a lot of discussions happening, um, some positive, some not. You know, the boys at the UCR, uh, Luis, if you're watching this, great job, uh, uh, Rather and uh, Michael and everyone who attended the, uh, the Big Phone Home too. I tuned in. I thought it was great. And these movements and these conversations that people are are having and creating are perfect. It's what I wanted always, right? 
there's a lot of new faces in the community. Uh, there's a lot of great content creators and channels and podcasts out there that are popping up that are doing amazing work. And uh, like I said, it is what this was kind of all about. You know, I created the channel to find and meet people, talk to you guys, uh, keep the discussion going, and also maybe inspire some people to do the same thing. And it looks like that is happening. I know that it's, you know, not, I'm, I'm a small fish in a big pond, <laughs> but uh, every little bit helps, I think, at the end of the day. Um, so let me check out the live chat and then we'll get into the discussion today. <clears throat> Thank you, Julie, for always tuning in. Also, Scott, UFO Man, Mike, all you guys, thank you so much for always having my back, John. You guys have always been there for me. You're always, you know, always open to talk, always open to listen. And that is so important uh, in this community, in this discussion. So some of you might notice, uh, for those of you listening to this as a podcast, you, you can't see me, so you won't know what I'm talking about. But there's normally a light back here. The bulb is dead. I mean, that's how rusty your boy got. I got rusty. Um, and the problem was, is I took two weeks off when the UAP report came off or came out just to kind of see what was going to happen. We had that that live. We talked about it. And then the discussion took off. And I sort of sat back and watched everybody tuned into what was going on, tried to see where we were going to go next. And I started back on my own journey, like back you know, in the old school days where I would like go off on my own path and try to figure stuff out for myself. And that's kind of what makes this so challenging because at the end of the day, you're going to believe what you want to believe. You know, some people need to knock on the side of a flying saucer to believe some people don't. And I am obviously not one of those people that needs to knock on the side of a flying saucer to believe in this phenomenon. And for all the young, fresh minds that are joining this discussion or that are maybe got inspired back in 2017, right? I think it's so important to look at, uh, look at the past, look at UFO history, you know, look at the lore, really dig deep, get down into it. This is not a topic that can be put inside of a box. We've had, we've talked about this on the channel many times. You know, my approach is always this one. It's more of a, I'm not coming from a political aspect or a religious aspect or a, um, I don't know how to say it. You know, just, I'm trying to be an unconventional thinker when I approach this. I'm not trying to be afraid of what I'm thinking. You know, I don't need a script. I don't need somebody to tell me what I need to say or how I need to say it. I just have to say it the way I want to, the way I believe it should be said. Um, and the way the discussion has been going, I feel like a lot of us are walking a line, especially here in the, you know, the community where you see our faces, you know what we think, we're out in the open. We can't really talk about the woo factor. You know, it's almost like UFOs have become a reality, but they're also becoming normalized to the point where it's just super normal. <laughs> and that's great, but it's also, you know, that makes you overlook the amazing and unexplained things that come with this phenomenon. So yeah, 
So today we're going to dive into that. We're going to talk about it. We're just going to uh, sort of catch up. I see Julie says uh, the past is integral. And I agree. It's super important. I was thinking how I would present this and how I would talk about it. Uh, it's the relationship the phenomenon has with us is a tricky one. It's almost like a abusive or a bad relationship, right? Because it comes when it wants, it leaves when it wants, it does what it wants. Sometimes it helps, sometimes it doesn't. And we've spent all these years trying to figure it out. And we still don't know what it wants and what it's about. It's being in like, you know, one of those toxic relationships where you're just like, what do you want? Like, who are you really? Um, I'm sure lots of people have been in those, right? A relationship where maybe you find out that the person that you you know, something you believed about a person or who you believe they were ended up being completely different from who they really were. And I like to relate the phenomenon and sort of everything tied into it, you know, the government's role in it or the government's, should I say, role in it. You know, the role of society when it approaches the phenomenon or what it thinks about it, how it views it. It's all sort of toxic, right? It's all sort of, um, it's it's complicated. It's mu it's muddy waters, and some of it has to do with the phenomenon. I'd say the waters being muddy. Some of it has to do with uh, the governments and society itself. You know, society. Unfortunately, most of society is like a non-player character, <laughs> an NPC. Those of you that game will know what I'm talking about. Most of society is like that, unfortunately. Uh, they don't have time to uh, to think about these kinds of things, and that's how society's built. You know, some people. I saw this week. Um, what's it? The the free guy. I think the free guy. Uh, the Ryan Reynolds movie where he's like a game character inside of like kind of like a Grand Theft Auto kind of thing. And it reminded me of the film They Live. Now, for those of you that haven't seen, I would say watch The Free Guy. It's kind of cheesy. It's a funny, you know, Ryan Reynolds is a funny dude. So you're going to laugh a bit. And They Live is a great movie as well. But what both these films had, oh, wait, before I say anything, this is kind of going to be a spoiler. So I'm sorry if I spoil some of this for you. But what both films have is this idea of being stuck in this society where you're not truly seeing what's happening and sort of being led down a path every day, getting back to your house, going to bed, waking up and continuing, right? And They Live is more, it's, it's great. I suggest watching They Live and then maybe watch The Free Guy. But when I was watching the film, what they do is they put on these glasses and then they become players. They're no longer just non-player characters. And what a non-player character is, it's just like, you know, when you're playing a game, there's people walking around doing the same thing all the time. You know, like in Grand Theft Auto, there's always those people walking down the block or the guy that waves on the corner. And <clears throat> unfortunately, there are people like that that aren't really playing the game. They're not seeing the world for what it really is. They don't have time to, or they're not in the position to do that. And that's why it's so powerful and important for uh, for us and for people that are interested in certain topics, not just UFOs, to really dig deep and 
evaluate who you are, what the world is and what it has to do, you know, how this topic affects everything. So, um, yeah, I think watch the free game, watch the free guy, <laughs> watch they live and, uh, think about it. Think about life. Don't be an NPC, play the game, right? Learn from use what you learn to change your view on life, on the rabbit hole and everything. Uh, I had this point where I was telling people online, I was saying, how can you, ex you know, want to find the truth tied to an extraterrestrial phenomenon, but you can't even put up with people coming over a border, you know, or you can't, um, accept people for their differences. How do you expect to grasp a phenomenon like this topic? You know, how do you expect to understand this topic if you can't even understand your own species? I think that's super important because, um, because you're missing valuable pieces of the puzzle. You know, your, your, your views kind of skewed. So you may never really see what you need to see. Uh, and I'm not a activist or a humanitarian or anything like that. I believe that the human species should be one and that we should all understand we're the same species, but I'm not like out there waving a flag or anything. You know, I'm just, it's for me, it's just like common sense. It's not a, it's not a question of, Hey, people need to wake up. I know people won't, some won't ever. Uh, so let me check out the live chat. Let's see what's going on. I want to see this comment from John here. He says, one of my cats said, hello. <laughs> well, she's not very good at spelling. Well, tell your cat, I'm probably just as bad as her. If you guys see my tweets, um, I'm often misspelling things or, using the wrong grammar. I'm just not a, a grammar police kind of guy. I don't really give a damn. I'm like, as long as you can understand it, I'm fine. And sometimes my phone really does jack it up. I mean, that's most of the time. I'd say 90% of the time my phone like changed it because I have, uh, you know, span I write in Spanish too. So my phone will like go crazy and take like saved words and flip them or stick kind of whatever it wants. <laughs> Julie says, tell your cat howdy, John. Hey guys, do me a favor. Um, take uh, take the link for this live and share it on Twitter. Let people know that we're back and we're here. We're talking and to come join the conversation. You know, I see Gary says history of UFOs is important. And yes, man. I mean, I don't know how to drive this home to people because, like, I'm I understand that there are people that are interested in certain aspects of this topic and maybe believe more certain parts of this than other parts. But when you really sit back and you look at everything, you look at the history, you know, you see sort of what's been done in the past uh, by the governments or the, uh, the scientific community come, you know, regarding this topic, you'll see that we are in a new place right now, but we can also learn from the past, you know, uh, some people, when I hear them tweet or talk, it sounds like they don't know that Project Blue Book existed. They don't know about, you know, other government projects from around the world, like the ones in like the one in Brazil or the one I think there was one in Belgium as well. Um, and in Russia. Correct me if I'm wrong, or it might be Russia or Germany. I might be mixing it up. I think it's Russia. But um, there's a list like you can literally go 
on Wikipedia in two seconds and say government projects uh, tied to UFOs and it'll bring it all up. And the funny part is for me is that and many this probably happens to a lot of you right here in this chat because our group we're mostly older. You know, lots of us have been looking into this for a long time, you know, and a lot of the voices that maybe aren't so uh, the voices that aren't so prominent in the community, you know, that don't have a YouTube channel or aren't like creating blog posts or whatever, have really seen a lot. And they've had this relationship with this topic, this toxic relationship where you don't know who to trust. You don't know how to view it. You don't know how to approach it because you've been through it. You know, you've seen the water. It is muddy. You know, uh, you don't know where to go, where to go next, kind of with it. So I see you guys are telling me how old you are in the in the chat. Gary said project sign and grudge, project sign and grudge. That's what I'm saying. This is not a topic that just now is becoming a serious topic for the governments. This has been something that has literally, literally been put through the ringer for so long. And the problem is, is that who do you blame for the stigma? Who do you blame? Really? It's pretty obvious. You kind of got to blame the guys that were saying it was all weather balloons. And now they're changing the tune up because of brave and intelligent people that are, you know, trying to get this information out. It is a different time too. You know, I was thinking about this. A lot of people in Congress now maybe grew up in the eighties or the seventies or, you know, and, uh, as the nineties, even who knows, right. Um, I don't know the ages of people in the government, but I, you know what I'm saying? There's younger people that have actually, you know, because of pop culture and because of shows on television, even they are more open to the idea than their grandfather was. And that kind of happens with everything. Um, but what we need to do, I think is focus on history use that as a tool, right? That's a tool for us, for all the new minds, all the fresh minds in this field. They need to use it as a tool. They need to see, you know, kind of what the map looks like so they can not fall into the same traps that other people fell into years ago. Um, and also they're not going to waste time. They're not going to waste their time arguing over drones. Yes, there are drones out there. <laughs> yes, they will be confused for, uh, they will be confused for UFOs or UAPs. Um, yes, there are balloons. Yes, there are these, you know, birds and all this weird stuff that could definitely not weird, but you know what I mean? Like all these things that could definitely be mistaken for a UAP. But this topic has existed for so long. This topic has been talked about for so long for us to sit back and continue to have these same discussions is a waste of time which is why the Galileo project is great, but they also need to catch up. I think that the academics, you know, the government aspect of this is important, but there are still a lot of credible or intelligent, you know, people that have looked into this topic for a long time that could help <laughs> in these searches. You know, they might waste their time looking at something for three months when some of us already saw it five years ago or we might have a fresh approach to it. I kind of got the vibe too. I don't know if you guys felt this way, but uh, 
let, let me let me check out the live chat and then we'll jump into it. <laughs> I love how you guys are all uh, telling me your ages in the chat, man. Look, age is but a number. We're here on this planet for such a short time. Make something of it. And you are. You're literally going against the grain. You're literally asking questions that other people are afraid to ask. You are doing something amazing. You're part of this whole movement. You have been. You know, for those of you that have been looking into this for a long time, I understand how frustrating it can be to see people that seem they know less than you talking about the topic or getting a stage, right? I get it. And they're going to learn. They're going to learn the bumps on the road. They're going to get them. You know, they're going to fall into the potholes. They're going to fall into the traps. I do. I make mistakes. You know, I'll spend, uh, I remember the other day I spent like four days looking into a case, right? Which is not too much, but I had already read the case. I knew about it. I, I It's something from the past. Um, I think it was uh, the UFO from, I can never say this right, Mazatlan or Mazatlan, Mexico. You'd think I'd be able to say that right because I speak Spanish, but <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce it. There's a photo and there's some videos of it. Um, and it was considered like a really credible case. But then inside that little town um, in Mexico, which Mazatlan might not even be the town. It, it, it's just a case for Mexico. But the point is that inside that town, there was a, a lamp builder or uh, you know, a company that made lamps or a, a shop that made lamps. And uh, the shape of the lamp was exactly the shape of the UFO. And there was one post sitting somewhere skewered like in the way back machine that I had to find to find that. But I almost made you know, a whole video about it. I shared like the documentaries and stuff. I think I talked about it on Twitter. But uh, that happens all the time, you know? So nobody really knows the truth. At least I feel like the ones of us that are out here talking about it really don't know 100%. Like we don't have, maybe we have had contact or we've had a close encounter. But even if you've had a close encounter, something that I was thinking recently was, imagine if you just met a group of humans, right? Um, that doesn't mean you understand the whole human species, even if they explain it to you and they try to tell you what it's all about. That doesn't mean you really know what's going on. Um, so there's so much, there's so many intricate pieces that come into this and disclosure is a thing, but it's not a, you know, give me a pamphlet. Okay. I got it. Thanks. Uh, it's something way, way deeper than that. You know, people talking about crashed UFOs and the recovery of those vehicles. Look, when I realized, you know, when I saw in 2017 what was happening and how that was kind of for me, after all the years, I was like, cool. So this is like really happening, right? This is this is real. Like I wasn't wasting my time. I knew I wasn't, you know, kind of a vindicating feeling. But then there was all the bumps in the road of, you know, people saying, oh, it could be this, could be that, could be a seagull, whatever. And uh, but I still felt that that like, see, there was a reason why I was doing this. It wasn't just because I was interested in it. I was fascinated by it, but because I thought it was important. So. um, I kind of lost my <laughs> I lost my train of thought. I'm going to jump back into the chat. Let me let me see. I say Julian, uh, Julian says, Saludos viejo. <laughs> I love that you guys are, are here, man. It's, it's so nice to see you guys in the chat again. Um, it's so nice to, to sit down and talk to you guys. It really was something I was missing. 
um, I was thinking about. And to be honest, I was really just trying to think how to come back. That was it was dumb. It was like I, I took too long. And then I was like, OK, now how do I join this conversation again? Also, my friends, you know, all the other channels out there, a lot of my friends, people that I consider my friends, they're doing amazing work. You know, they're having these open discussions with big panels and stuff. And I am in Argentina. So sometimes, you know, time differences or just really the nine to five lifestyle. This channel doesn't keep the lights on in this house. It's pretty dark back there. <laughs> but uh, I, I just had to think of a new approach. So there will be guests on this uh, on this channel and on this podcast or whatever, whatever we call it, the live podcast, whatever this is. It's a lie that becomes a podcast. It's a mutant. But um, there will be guests. Obviously, people will come back on. But right now, I'm just trying to get my bearings back, talk to you guys, really sit down, see the live chat, see how you guys are doing. Let me know how you're doing, how you feel right now with the conversation. You know, how do you feel You know about where we're at right now? Do you feel good? Do you feel like it's a repeat of the past? Do you feel like there are some things we can change? You know, are there cases that maybe you're thinking need to be highlighted? Um, Angel, thank you for being here. She says hi to everyone. Alpha says, I just ordered uh, the Pentridge book. What do you think about it, Gaucho? I believe it considering the evidence for cover-up. I haven't uh, checked out the book, but I will. Thank you for the reminder. Um, I do think, think cover-ups are very real. You know, I think it's funny that people say, how could they keep a secret for so long? They don't need to keep a secret. People don't believe it. There's nothing to talk about. You know, it's just the saddest part is that the word conspiracy has been really used as a weapon to stop people from thinking. You know, and now it's become this double-edged sword where there's people that are like engulfed in conspiracies that they don't even see reality anymore. Or they're just saying, you know, everything is a conspiracy. Not everything is a conspiracy, but there are conspiracies out there. There are cover-ups. You know, not even, just think of it on a normal human level. Like when you break something and you're a kid, you cover it up. I mean, cover-ups happen. People make mistakes. Uh, Inception, thank you, man. He says, I really love uh, your channel. Keep up the great work. Thank you. Thank you. I will, man. Julie just brought something up that you guys got to understand. I've been battling demons inside. You know, I've been trying to uh, figure out how to not lose my cool because I'm, I'm I've always been collected. I always respect people. But the conversation has taken this turn into let's just talk about the craft all day. And I'm like, you're not going to understand anything about anything. You just <laughs> you're not going to get the picture. You're like, you're not going to see the full picture if that's all you do. If we waste our time when. You know, if we waste our time in a period where UFOs are being considered a reality and we just talk about craft all day, we're not focusing on the who, the what, the experience, what it means. You know, Julie said, kind of disappointed with the treatment of experiencers. And I agree. Um, most of you probably know the Anjali story or and I guess her account uh, is on Twitter. I guess I, I don't know. Somebody put it in the live chat. I don't know her like direct uh, username, but look, I didn't hear the story. I, I heard people talking about it. I saw like some of it coming up on my, on my timeline, but I said, Hey, 
you know, she was going to go live or something. And I said, I'm going to go check it out. Let's see what she says. She sounds like an experiencer. So I go check it out. The live chat in her, in her live or whatever was so hateful. It was so rude that I was disgusted, to be honest. I was disgusted to see grown people. We just all, most of us just listed our ages out in the chat and just think that the UFO topic, most of us are adults, almost all of us. And they were treating this woman, no, no matter what she's saying, you got to respect people. You know, you got to try to have some kind of respect and understand that if you're going to try to understand experiencers and talk to experiencers, you're going to hear stories where you're going to be like, I don't know about that. Or who knows? That might just be their experience. That might be what they, they you know, they went through. But the chat was so, so rude to this woman that I ended up telling people to calm down in the chat, which is a bad mistake. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's it's not a mistake, but it's just as soon as you turn on the trolls, they gang up on you. So after that, I just kind of felt disgusted and seeing that kind of negative nature or that that toxicity within this community is is a big deal. You know, and they're grown ups, most of them. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, like, do you talk like that in the street to people? For the Anjali thing, I said, like, if I saw somebody on the corner ranting about something, I wouldn't attack them, you know, because there were some people were saying that she was uh, mentally unwell or that uh, they were talking about her wheelchair, that she rolled up in a wheelchair. I was like, dude, you guys, if you feel like somebody is unwell, then you reach out to them privately and you talk to them privately. You don't blabber it out. You don't attack people. So I don't know about the Anjali case or the story. I, I've heard some of it. You know, all we can do really is wait to see what happens with that. And that's really all you can do with experiencers is kind of hear their story, let them know that uh, you're there to listen and not judge them and not be rude to them. And if they need, if you feel like they need some kind of help or there's, you know, something off, then you tell them personally, you don't light them, you know, you don't uh, light the pitchforks and, and, or light the, what is it, torches and pitchforks and attack them. I just said, light the pitchfork. I imagined I saw the pitchfork on fire. I was like, oh, that, that's pretty wild. They could have totally saved a lot of money doing that. <laughs> um, I see Terry said, I totally agree. Uh, Angel, uh, Angel says, I feel like people focus on the wrong thing. People do focus a lot, a lot of the time on the wrong thing. It's sick. You see a lot of that online. Yeah, it's sad because it's just weak. It's weak to attack people online. I try my best. I try my best sometimes not to be like rude or attack somebody online, even though there's some people that I feel like some people have platforms and are voices and are kind of like trolls in their own way. And those people kind of get under my skin a little bit. And those people kind of make me want to say something. But then, you know, I've come face to face. I'm not going to say where or what uh, channel or what, you know, what happened. But I've seen somebody in a panel that totally, totally just, uh, excuse my language, was, was, I don't know how to say this, was, I was talking negatively about me. 
because of a comment that I said on Twitter. Um, and when I saw them inside, I was like, okay, maybe I should say something to this person because now they're acting all nice because they're on a panel. They don't want to be uncivil. But then I said, I'm going to sink down to their level. And then there we go. You know, I, I broke, I, I messed up. So I didn't, I let them say what they wanted to say. I, I talked to them normally, but in the back of my mind, you know, you learn from the past, you learn from history. <laughs> you don't forget it. You remember the past. That's what I'm trying to say. Learn from history, UFO history. Jumping back into that is so deep. There are so many things like I talked about Richard Doty on my Twitter the other day and I was saying, uh, how does this guy get into like UFO conferences? How is there nobody like just kicking him out? How does he get on panels with UFO researchers? And people are like, well, it's more, you know, the information he has is more important than what he did. And I think that's wrong. I don't trust a word he says. He was literally like, that was his job to lie and to trick people. So I don't trust the word he says. And some people might, you know, have a, the same kind of approach when it comes to a lot of the people that have a, a past in the government or a past in, you know, politics or whatever. And you should be a little weary. You should be a little, you know, don't just walk in arms open. People, you gotta get, uh, you have to let people like gain your trust. You know, they have to show you that they deserve it. But uh, let me check out the live chat again. Gary says counterproductive arguing. Totally counterproductive. And it has calmed down a bit. I'm sure you guys have noticed like a few months ago, there was like people yelling on top of each other in panels that you're not seeing so much anymore. But now we have. Um, how do I say this? Because you can argue without. You can argue without yelling and insulting. You can insult somebody intelligently and it's just as bad as yelling at them or or uh, raising your voice or in, you know saying a slur to them. Now we have that kind of conversation where there's totally, trust me, look, when I said it's healthy to have discussions and for us to be a community and to work together, that's true. But inside of a, you know, a pact or inside of a, um, a crew or whatever, right, a team, there's always going to be people that don't get along and I don't want them to be faking, <laughs> you know, faking that they get along or always agreeing. That's not how you make change. That's not how you figure out what's really going on or what's wrong. You need to sometimes disagree and get angry. That can happen, you know, especially in debates or discussions. Some people need to stick to their guns. You know, nobody needs to apologize to me. You know, I don't need people apologizing to me if they disagree with me or they say something to me online. It's fine. Just say what you want to say. But now I know how you really think. You're not sitting behind a mask to get views or to fit in in the community or to do anything. I know how you really feel. That's important, too. Um, so. James says the UFO community eats its own. It does at times, but we're also strong. There's a lot of beautiful people in this community. You know, UFO Twitter can be a place that can be toxic. For those of you that are listening to this as a podcast, um, 
go to hashtag UFO Twitter on Twitter and join the community. Remember, like, listen to what I'm about to say. There's a lot of toxicity online in any group, but UFO Twitter has some amazing people in it. You know, sometimes even negative people that do amazing work. <laughs> but then there's a bunch of trolls. But there's still a lot of good out there. And we need to champion those people, the good people. But we also need to not be fake. We can't be fake. We got to be real. We got to keep it real all the time, especially with a topic that has been shrouded in mystery and that has been treated as something fake. <laughs> it's been, you know, fed to us in a certain manner. And now it's being changed. You know, the menus being changed up. And they, they got to expect some of us to at least be on our toes. I see Julie says, Leary's good, but people can change. Doesn't happen easily, though. Does. Definitely. Yeah, it's a mixed bag. Tom pushed the football, too. I just don't expect new info from him or Greer. I don't, but I think recently Tom has been talking, and he's been kind of going back to this idea that I brought up back on the, you know, on the channel a few times where the UFO topic really plays a big role in our human history. And in order for you to really see it that way, you need to really look at the whole topic. Again, coming back to UFO history, in order for you to understand these are not just craft in the sky, picking up cows and taking people for fun or coming on vacation, you have to look at it that way. And I think something that people often uh, don't see when it comes to this topic is that we try to write this topic. What we're trying to do right now is write this topic into our story, into the human story. Humans want to make UFOs fit into our little world. But I think we are part of their story. We are part of their world. <laughs> you know, and that's what makes it so difficult. That's what makes it so hard for us to really understand what's, you know, what's going on. It's like we're trying to fit them into our narrative, but we're actually part of their narrative. I was looking into the Sumerian, you know, some Sumerian myths the other day, and it was literally just breaking down uh, like creation of human beings and from an alien race and all this kind of stuff. And it wasn't like it, it sounded just as strange or just as odd, you know, for somebody that has ever read the Catholic Bible. It's the same thing. But it just all depends on how you look at it, how you view the world, what you see, what you're ready, what you're willing to accept as reality. But if that's the case, then, like I said, we're trying to write them into our story. I think that's maybe one of the flaws of where we're at right now. We're writing this into our story instead of understanding that this is you know, something that is bigger than us or maybe plays a bigger role than we do in the grand scheme of things. We can't write it into our story. Um, I also think it's kind of ridiculous that we keep thinking, we keep thinking they're from space. I think there is life in space. You know, I think they're uh, just look at how it's look at the stars, look at the sky, look at how amazing everything is up there, you know, and how much there is up there. We're not that special. We got to take ourselves off the top of the food chain. You know, something I've also been worried about. Uh, something I've been worried about is the approach. We're going to, you know, what approach is the government going to take in the long end with this? Governments. I keep saying government because 
everyone's so focused on the U.S. government's take on this, but there are lots of governments around the world that have been taking this topic seriously for a long time. The U.S. government is just like a voice that people look to, right? But if we're going to talk about crash retrievals and we're going to talk about how these craft have been seen all over the world, we might as well start thinking about other countries that may have retrieved something or maybe the, or maybe some bigger picture kind of thing where it's like a very, very secret group <laughs> of, uh, of people or some government sector or whatever that just goes all over the world looking into this. I mean, if I was a millionaire, a billionaire, if I was Jeff Bezos or uh, Elon Musk, trust me, I'd be all over it. I'd be flying private jets all over the place. I'd have a team flying all over the, <laughs> all over the world trying to find one of these crash saucers or get some real good evidence or something. Uh, let me check out the live chat real quick. Let me take a sip of water and check out the live chat. One sec. Julie says, Mitakuye. Oh, yes, yeah, we're all relatives. Angel says, Yes, Gaucho. Thank you guys again, man, for being here. It's, it's awesome to see you guys. I'm glad, you know, you guys are still riding with me. For those of you that, uh, support me on patreon thank you so much it's a, it's a few you know a few faces in there um but it really does mean the world to me that somebody would think that i have something of value to offer to this community and this discussion and they would go there and support me and for those of you that are here or like reach out to me and talk to me so many people asked me if i was okay you know because i was gone thank you guys you don't have to be you know on patreon or anything just be you and for me it means the world to take a minute to sit down with you guys or an hour or whatever it is and to have this channel and to create content and to keep searching. So thank you guys. Um, Rusty pack says, I don't do UFO Twitter. I watch podcasts. As for me, it's about people coming together to elevate, not tear others down. Very true. Rusty 100% agree. If you guys can hear some rustling back there, <laughs> that's Nala, my co-host. She's over here. She's got an operation coming up on Tuesday. So wish her luck guys. Uh, it should be okay. We'll see. But, um, yeah, and you can probably see red too in the background there. <laughs> Sorry for those of you listening to this as a podcast. You're like, what is he talking about? But you got to go check out the channel, man. You the gaucho. I'm the only one. Uh, case for infinity says, don't know if we retrieve crashes in other people's yards. Like we're XCOM. You know, uh, I'm trying to think who I think Ross, Ross Colhart the other day said it on a podcast or on a channel uh, that he had heard a story of a craft landing in Mexico, like literally just landing door open, like, you know, like somebody left their the keys in the ignition and just left the car running in the middle of the street. And that uh, I guess the U.S. heard about it and they went over and they took it from the Mexican government. I mean, why not? You got to think too, like the reason why this is not being openly talked about and why, for example, the UAP report has its, you know, it's the, the version we don't see, right? And the version we do see is because there is some sort of, you know, if, if this becomes a weapon or a government gets control of it, I think 
you know, it'll put them loops and bounds ahead of any other country. So it's kind of like a space race. You know, as soon as this becomes real and everybody starts taking it seriously, then it's like a space race. Which government's going to get it first? You know, who's going to have control over the tech? That's what's going to happen, like it or not. You know, that's what's going to happen. And if the phenomenon itself doesn't step down and start to interfere with it, which maybe it has, who knows? I don't know. You know maybe they don't want us to have our tech. Maybe they do. Uh, if that doesn't happen, then we could see some crazy stuff happening in the future, which is why, you know, I don't see any other take with that. Like if this is real, they have retrieved craft. Maybe they can't figure it out yet, or maybe they're taking little pieces of it and they can only figure out little, little parts of it. Right. Um, one day this will become like a weapon if it hasn't already. And there's got to be some kind of like space race, you know, the UFO crash race who gets it first. It's got to be that way because that's just how the world works. That's how these things work. So think about that for a minute and think about, you know, I keep coming back to the same thing too. The real disclosure, the only real, real disclosure we could ever get is from the phenomenon itself. The government is the government for a reason. It governs. <laughs> it governs you. That's what it does. It governs you. Like I like people say, uh, you might agree with me. You might disagree with me, but let me break this down. You know, people often say, I pay taxes. So the government works for me. So politicians work for me, you know, but in reality, let me, let me give you an example, right? Imagine you're a butcher on a block. I, I always use these mafia references, but I feel like it's the easiest way to, to tell somebody you're a butcher on a block that's run by the mafia. You pay tax to the mafia. The mafia doesn't work for you. You pay taxes to them so they don't rob you or somebody else doesn't rob you. You know, the government, you pay taxes to the government because you pay taxes because you work for the government. Like they don't work for you. I understand, you know, politics and everything. I get it. Trust me. I understand that voting works. Things work sometimes, but behind it all, there's always big pockets. There's always, you know, war and, and things that, that really steer the, you know, steer the conversation and steer what has to happen and what doesn't. That's why there's so many laws and things that, in the past existed that were ridiculous that now do not. But even in the past, they knew it was ridiculous, but they couldn't change it, you know, cause that would mess with somebody's pocket or that would not, or would, you know, mess with some political agenda or something. So the government can do its part because there's lots of people, like I said, way in the beginning of this, that are NPCs that wake up and they go get their coffee. They go to work, they retire. That's all they care about. They pay their taxes and the government needs to tell them that UFOs are real. Now, if you're here thinking, you know, waiting for the government to tell you that UFOs are real, you're going to wait a long time. You know, it really, what has to happen is we have to shift the paradigm from the inside so that they can no longer shroud it in mystery. So there can no longer be that discussion, not change the conversation to fit the narrative of the government. You know, I don't need a, uh, I don't need to present this in a court of law, personally, me personally, I can live my life having these great discussions with you guys and disclosure could happen when I have a kid or maybe his kid will see it. 
as long as we continue to have these open discussions, there's nobody that can stop us. Our minds are free. We have to think unconventionally. We have to go against the grain. We have to try and make a difference, not wait for the difference to be made by somebody else. You know, um, Rusty Pack said the gang and the government are no different. Change addiction. Like when I say these things, though, guys, I don't want you to get the wrong idea that I think everybody in the government is bad or these kinds of things. I'm just saying it's reality. You know, it's what it is. You know, the government really never comes out and tells you anything straight up for how it is. That's because it's the government it governs. <laughs> um, it's like when people ask me about, oh, do you think we're programmed or do you think we're brainwashed and or like these those kinds of conspiracies? I go, well, you know, television programming is called television program programming for a reason. They show you commercials so you go buy this stuff. You know, uh, there's some stuff that's just right there. It's just it's what is what it is. Um, but let's get back to, to the importance of the past, right? So I laid it out. I kind of said, you learn from the past. And a lot of you in the chat have been looking into this topic for a very long time. And I'm sure you are wise in your ways and you know, you know, you kind of have an idea of where you want to see this go. So let's do it. Let's take it there. Let's have these, continue these discussions, continue these conversations. Let's not wait around for things to change. Let's be the change. You know, um, this is a global phenomenon. One government doesn't matter. They all matter. You know, uh, lots of you knows and us. I'm rusty guys today, but let me check out the live chat. Let's see what's going on. I see Rodrigo. What's up, man? Thank you for being here again, man. He says, Randall Shim witness airman John Burroughs has a great book called weaponization of the phenomenon. He got documents through a FOIA, which he wasn't supposed to get. Everyone should read that book. I agree. Everyone take this tip from Rodrigo and check it out. Come on, guys. I mean, it's really the only uh, It's really the only way it's going to play out. What are they going to do? They're going to not use the technology as a weapon. There's a lot of money in that, in that sector, you know. And also... How do you tell the people of the world or the people of a country or whatever? You know, I say the people of the world, but let's just stick it. Let's get back down to the to the grain. How do you tell them that experiences are real? That the UFOs are real and they're actually interacting with people and there's no way to stop it. There's no way to police it. There's no way to control it. There's no vote if it works or not or if it can happen or not. There's no it comes and goes as it pleases. Eventually, they're going to do something. I don't know what. I know people believe they can't. You know, that's always been an argument. You can't do anything to the aliens or the UFOs. They're so advanced. But who knows? You know, who knows how deep this really gets? And it's the only way it's going to get. Unless we as a community, we as people, as a species, change our, perspe our perception of everything. You know, we start to see things for what they are. So <laughs> I love Julie said, glad you're not on the wobbly stool anymore. <laughs> Definitely. Thank you, Julie. What a change if people, what a change. If people believe in UFOs, is that a weapon? Who benefits? I don't know. You know, that's the issue. Nobody will benefit. Only one country will end up benefiting. 
and probably just the military. But who knows? Maybe it'll turn into a weapon. Maybe they'll turn it also into some new technologies or it could be a lot of things. Right. But I think a weapon is one of the things. It could be a positive and a negative. Right. It could change the way we travel. It could change a lot of things. But there's also the negative always, the yin and yang. It's just the reality of things. I see Alpha's thanking Rodrigo for the, you know, sharing that book idea. Make sure guys share any case, any idea, anything you want in the live chat. Feel free, you know, and I'll read it out. Like I said earlier, the super chat is just for like, lots of people like to read super chats, maybe because the chats get so full. So they like to focus on one, but I'm always going to try and at least stop for a second, check out the chat, scroll up and down, look at it. Super chat is just like, it's there if you, if you ever want to like buy me a coffee or something. But he says, John, can I post a oh, Rodrigo says, John, can I post the Amazon link? I think you might be able to try it. If you can't let me know. You guys can really post anything in here, man. So just know that. So guys, I am glad to be back. Thank you for, for being here today. And, um, I still need to figure out a good schedule, a good time to come back. I'm thinking Wednesdays again. Uh, I think that I need to do this at least once a week with you guys like we did in the past. I think I was trying to take on too much at once, you know, also in the back. And when I took my little break, we created the UFO Disclosure DAO. I created the, uh, the Martian Token NFT platform, um, which is still there. It's just a work in progress because I still need to like kick it off and talk about it. The UFO disclosure DAO is really something that maybe if I had done it right, could have helped, you know, the Galileo project. It's basically a decentralized um, autonomous organization, but it's like a, it's a, an easy explanation for it. It's like a nonprofit using crypto, right? It's like the community, whoever puts money into the pot, then that later gets sent out to different projects. They have to like submit a grant and then the community votes on it and then we send them, you know, the grant. So they have money for research or a book or whatever it may be. So that's there. It exists on the blockchain. So that's going to stay there forever. Uh, and then the, the Martian token, you know, lots of you follow me on Twitter and you know that I like to, to draw and create things. Thank you uh, to those of you that have picked up shirts and stuff like that. That means the world to me too. I never thought I'd see, you know, people wearing my art. Uh, around the city when I think that's amazing. So thank you uh, to those of you that did that. And to, I do have some people that bought some NFTs. So thank you for that. Cause for me, it's the same. Um, but yeah, that the Martian token is to have a place to always put new NFTs and 10% of that is going to go back to the UFO disclosure DAO to help fund projects. So once I get that all figured out, we'll see how we can use the blockchain and cryptocurrency to kind of, keep searching for the truth. But um, it's great to see you guys. I'm so happy to be here. I think I said that like 15,000 times. For those of you listening to a pod to, the, to this as a podcast, I'm sorry. Um, I'm a bit rusty today, but I am happy to be back. And to those of you that asked me if I was good or what was going on, I'm good. You know, I just had to find the right, the right moment to come back. Uh, the community is strong. I think it is. I think there's a lot of strong people in this community. Um, 
lot of beautiful minds and great thinkers. Don't walk the line. Unconventional thinkers, man. It's super important, super powerful. You can't, you can't change this story. This story doesn't fit into a box. You know, this story is not something that we can fit into our little narratives. This is not something you can just present in a pamphlet or a booklet or whatever. It's so deep and so long, this story. You know, uh, just keep that in mind. And when you come across somebody that's new or somebody that's been looking into this, remember who you were when you started looking into it. You know, give them their space. Let them learn on their journeys down the rabbit hole. And you never know what a fresh new mind can do. They might flip everything upside down, show us something we never saw before. Let's hope too that that the academic community, uh, that the government sector, whatever, whoever starts taking charge on this really, they don't shun this community or our community or anybody that wants to, you know, a normal person that really either had an experience, researches, or has anything to do with this topic, you know? Um, somebody said, when disclosure happens, it was a tweet. They said, when disclosure happens, will there be a need for things like UFO Twitter? There will always be a need for these kinds of conversations. Always. There will never not be a need for this. You know, even when whatever the disclosure people imagine or whatever disclosure happens, happens, there will still be a need for discussion. There will still be always more to learn and more to look at. So thank you guys for being here. It was a blast. I will be back very, very soon next, you know, maybe Wednesday. And if not, I'll, I'll do something on the weekend. I'm also going to try and uh, create more content like normal content. I guess that doesn't make sense, but like some of the other, other videos on my channel, I'm going to upload this to the podcast. So if you're tuning into this as a podcast, thank you. If you're watching this as a replay, thank you. Please like, please subscribe and uh, share this. Get some more people in the live chat. For those of you that have always been here, I missed you guys and thank you guys. So we'll talk soon. Okay, guys.